you're listening to SRP, Behind the Music. During the COVID-19 pandemic, local podcast host Scott Luther decided to pick up a banjo. The world didn't know what it was in store for. I get lost in your I think that you've got to own the music. I mean, I'm stuck here in my house night after night just like everyone else out there. This is how all the greats start out. Debbie Gibson, Kim Carnes, Patrick Swayze. You remember Dirty Dancing, right? Well, nobody put Scotty in a corner. She's like the wind through my tree. She rides a night next to me. People around the globe who were already suffering she enough were shocked by what was emanating over the airwaves from the small town of Richfield, Ohio. I can't quite describe the sound that I heard. It was actually hard to believe that he could do something even worse than that dreadful South Richfield podcast. a sweet surprise her hands are never cold she's got Betty Davis eyes she'll turn the music on you you won't have to think twice she's pure as New York snow she's got Betty Davis eyes I think I found my new calling I'm hoping to form a band and we can hit the road after all this dies down. Uh, we need a good name, though. Like, the Apocalyptic Strings. No, no, I've got something even better. Uh, the Masked Singers. Because of the face masks. Wait, I, I, think, I think that's already a thing. Um, I'll think of something. She's got Betty Davis eyes. She's like the wind. Hello, this is Keith Pearson, Scott Luther's fellow Bunkered In co-worker, and you are listening to the South Richfield Podcast with Scott Luther and Matt Coma. Well, we haven't heard anything from the boys since that Christmas special back in 2019. And guys, I'm not buying the replies that you keep sending me from all my complaint emails. Do you guys really think I'm going to believe your explanation that the government has deemed the South Richfield Podcast as unessential? I mean, we already knew that, but we enjoy listening to it anyway. So, a new day is upon us, and in these uncertain times, Scott and Matt have chosen to look certain peril right in the eyes. Facing their darkest fears and taking great risk, they're going to do the brave thing and speak into microphones 120 miles apart from each other. You two are a shining symbol of freedom the other subscriber and myself need now more than ever. So, by the power vested into me, I am happy to reopen the South Richfield Podcast for 2020.
Hey everybody, welcome to the South Richfield Podcast. I am your host Scott Luther and with me as always, Lockdown in Toledo, Ohio, Matt Coma. Hey Matt. Hey Scott, thanks for putting this on. It's it's good to hear your voice. In fact, it's good to hear any voice other than those of my wife and kids right now. Whom I love dearly. <laughs> yeah, they they uh, uh, I'm sure they're happy to have uh, you out of their hair for the next hour or so. Oh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, speaking of hair, uh, <laughs> I became quite a hippie for a while. How about yourself? Well, I, I did give myself a haircut a couple weeks ago. I just shaved everything off. I had a, a pair of clippers here. Mm-hmm. So I went all the way down to barely nothing. And uh, the kids are looking a little shaggy. Wade had me do his sideburns in the back of his hair. Um, you know, his neckline. Right. Last weekend. And Nolan is doing his own. And I said, all right. It'll grow back. My kids had gotten so bored, uh, I could feel in the air there was a, a feeling of revolution. So in order to quell that, I had to keep them entertained, much like uh, the population is entertained by Netflix and Hulu and all that sort of stuff. So I needed something to occupy the kids. So we bought a set of clippers, and I let them give me a haircut. And, Are you serious? Yes, and uh, I, I look like Uncle Fester. Oh, jeez. Oh, With a beard, though. <laughs> so, so did were there little patches after they got done with you? That's only because I have scars on my head. <laughs> I got hit by, in the back of the head with some rocks. <laughs> so they, they started. It was just supposed to be a little trim. It started, and the first thing they said was, uh-oh. What? What are you talking about? Because well, like, that first one always looks bad. Because Scott, I'm like Samson. My my hair is my source of strength, <laughs> and my my undeserved sense of self confidence. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I felt back then. Went, whoo! That feels it's chilly back there, and so just said, you know what? Just go take it off. So they each. Took the clippers and and had had oh laughing, but that that was about uh, that was about ten days ago. So it's it's grown back, and I have uh, uh, I look like a chia pet right now. Okay, <laughs> it out. So I don't know how I'm gonna ever let, uh, let it grow back again. I I'm just gonna have to have them keep at it uh, just to, to keep it under control. Well. What do you do usually? Do you have a, a barber you patronize, or <laughs> I usually wait for a five ninety nine best cut special. <laughs> <laughs> wait till you get one of the coupons in the mail, right? Half off. <laughs> so it's not like, but I tip really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, right? Of course. <laughs> so, so I, I, you know, I wonder how. Uh, I don't think that's considered an essential business is it no and the thing was i as this was all starting to happen and you, you heard rumors of lockdowns and closed down and this was going to close down that was going to close down i kept saying to myself i'd 
probably should get my haircut. I probably should get my haircut, you know, get an early summer do and just get it cut real short. But I never got around to it. Uh, I, I did get around to buying some toilet paper, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank goodness for that. Oh, yeah. The triple ply stuff, too, man. It was, was that all that was left on the shelf? No, that's what I wrote for. I was elbowing people out of the wall. Oh. <laughs> My posterior is very delicate. <laughs> now, you work you work in public utilities. That is true. For, for the city of Perrysburg and, and before that for the county of Lucas. Correct. Yes. And, <laughs> and prior to that, as a consultant to public works uh, for agencies. So now, all in all... Uh, 20, 25 years experience. Wow. So in your, your 25 years, I'm sure you've, is that right? No, 22. Sorry. My math's wrong. Okay. Well, no, 23. Say, 23. We're living, we're living together about 25 years ago. That's right. 23. <laughs> you're right. Well, you did produce a lot of bathroom time. So I count that on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing in there? He's taking to worry about that. minutes. <laughs> so when when all this stuff started going down and the stores were running out of toilet paper, Matt. Yes. Did were there any city meetings saying, do we need to let our residents know if they run out of toilet paper, don't like flush baby wipes down the toilet or other things, paper towels, whatever they resorted to using. Yes, not to be uh, gross or whatever, but that it has become, it, you know, in the field, uh, it's been a almost a, a nightmare scenario. Uh, people putting on these what they call flushable wipes. Well, sure, they're yeah. flushable, but they don't break down. Um, <laughs> and people actually putting towels and hand towels down. What t-shirts? Uh, have, have been clogged. So what happens is this stuff goes down into these sewers and normally a toilet paper breaks down and it almost gets like a, a tiny particle suspended in the water. This other stuff, it doesn't break down. So it then tends to build up on in, in manholes or in clogs. It clogs actually pumps um, if uh, it gets wound into the, or as the stuff goes into the pump, it gets wound around the uh, impellers of the pumps and clogs up whole pumps, and, and these pumps are massive pumps. They'll pull out these just rags and stuff that are dozens of pounds that have bound up these whole things. So when that's happening, uh, people aren't stopping flushing. <laughs> There's still stuff coming. And if this stuff blocks up enough, people will be clog uh, backing up sewers, and they'll be flooding out their own basements with their own suit right yeah so it, it is a, a real big problem but you know going back through history at least in my work experience it's been um kind of funny this the stuff that uh, you find in uh or that has been found in sewers uh, and you wonder how in the heck did that get there there have been things like uh two by fours <laughs> that somehow travel all the way down to plant bed sheets uh, some you're thinking someone was climbing out of prison. Um, oh bricks God. and one time Andy Dufresne, but no, <laughs> that's how that story really ended. <laughs> but you know things like, uh, unfortunately, like raccoons and possums and 
there was a tricycle once. It's Ethan. How does that get in there? <laughs> well, does that go through like a, you know, is that coming through a storm storm drain? Maybe. Um, it's not supposed to. If if a storm drain is connected to a sanitary sewer, that's an illegal connection, and that stuff should be oh. uh, should be removed. Um, in the places where, where where I used to work, uh, that was all separated. In where I work right now, in the city of Perrysburg, um, it has uh, really old sewers, and it had a big, a massive twenty year long sewer separation project. Well, that stuff should be separated, but there might be a few things that have been missed along the way. But it is just uh, mind-boggling what people will throw out. And you think, did that go down a toilet? <laughs> How did that get down a toilet? Because otherwise, somebody would have had to lift a 60-pound manhole lid <laughs> to put something down in there. That requires a lot of forethought, strength, and uh, talent. So They're probably, uh, you know, maybe, maybe – the neighborhood kids were tired of seeing Billy drive by on his trike. Yes. Dallas. Well, stole it out of his garage, pried open a manhole cover and dumped it down. He's never going to see it again. Oh, that is a sad story. <laughs> we found a clown wig once too. And I thought maybe. Or <laughs> <laughs> right, some shoes came down. <laughs> Did somebody hijack a Ronald McDonald? <laughs> oh. So, so, did you guys actually put something out there to the general public reminding them? Yeah. You, to only yeah. You put out these things every now and then, uh, but you know, nobody reads these things. The only thing anybody looks at is what their bill costs. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll get things like, uh, is my bill costing so much because you're putting this extra piece of paper <laughs> in the bill? <laughs> And, That's trying to save the city money right. from damage from people flushing, you know, a beach towel down their toilet. Right, right. Oh man, it's just a it's just a crazy time. But you know, we also deal on with the clean water side of things, getting people clean drinking water uh, as well. And you know, these are. I guess you you definitely would qualify these as essential services. So uh, when everything first hit, um, we really didn't know how to start working or stop working or protect people or what we we're going to do. But we just uh, have finally started getting back into the swing of things, um, bringing people back online, working slowly. You know, we were down for a while, um, for at least me. Um, almost a full week uh, before uh, getting back in. And during that week, it was such a non-productive week. I felt like I took a shower today, man, I accomplished a lot. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, that's like the kids, you know, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll wake up and, you know, they're sleeping in hours after they usually would wake up. Um, Nolan gets on the bus at six twenty-five. Wow. In the morning. Wow. And wades at like seven thirty-five. So, uh, yeah, they're, you know, 9, 30, 10 o'clock, rolling out of bed. Um, you know, Rachel's working from home as a teacher, trying to, you know, put, put class lessons together online for her kids. And I'm working from home. I've been doing it for over a month now. Uh, we're very fortunate. 
to be able to do this. It's, you know, who back in 1919 during the Spanish flu epidemic, I mean, they didn't have internet. <laughs> well, it's 1917, 1918, Scott. Don't mean to be a no at all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was thinking of 1919. That must have been something else. The Bolshevik Revolution. It's possible. <laughs> it's after everybody died from the flu. They said, well, what are we going to do now? So, yeah, that, yeah, you didn't have the internet to let everybody know, of course, uh, what was going on. And you didn't really have a whole lot of good toilet paper back then either. No, probably not. Where the, it was still like uh, Sears catalogs and stuff, yeah. but that was more an outhouse thing, right? I I think just in general, uh, I do know that the Queen of England uses silk scarves. She does, she, or she did. She, <laughs> well, good point. <laughs> I don't know what she uses now, but she did at least. Well, Nolan wants—he's uh, already asked for his birthday, which is months from now. He wants, he's like, Dad, can we get one of those Japanese toilets? And I'm like, well, if we get one, it's going to go in the master bath. It's not going to go in your bathroom. <laughs> he's like, Dad. So he is, uh, he's, he's really pushing for it. And he's been doing all this research on bidets and trying to talk me into this. I, I like the idea of a bidet. Tell him that you, you, you'll get, or he'll get your old toilet. It'll be a hand-me-down. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. You know, I, I don't want to be running another little water line off of the main one and all this stuff. <laughs> Even those ones that you can just attach. Yep. That, that, he's looking at that, too. And I'm like, ugh. You know, I have enough projects to do. I I put up two ceiling fans since this this uh, pandemic has started here. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've one of them's a little wobbly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did it at least. We I did. Uh, you know, Jack was my son was supposed to be in uh, sports uh, it, this this fall. He decided that he was not going to do track. He was going to play uh, a spring soccer league, but obviously all that got canceled and he's done nothing. And he would just um, go out and fish all day long if he could uh, or watch the office for the 86th time. Right. Uh, so I decided that we were going to go out running and he's going to get back into shape and, you know, maybe I, he'd get a love of running again because he does cross country in the fall. So, uh, this is, you know, obviously in the middle of the pandemic and nobody's out, nobody's really doing anything. So I take him to this, uh, um, one of these parks that's nearby us that hasn't had a lot of traffic on it because we're just out of winter. So the leaves are still on everything. Um, and uh, I know this particular path has lots of roots on it uh, growing out of the ground and you can't really see them. So I said, be careful, be careful. Don't twist your ankle because uh, I don't want to have to carry you out of here or whatever. So we take off, and this particular thing is a uh, this particular route's like a, a mile and a quarter loop, and so about three quarters of the mile, and he's long gone. He takes way off after me, and I'm wilding along behind him myself, and um, going down this this slope that's got a whole bunch of leaves on it, and I'm saying to myself, "Okay, be careful, be careful." Whoa! Twist my <laughs> ankle terribly. I hear snap, crack, crack. And I've got weak ankles to begin with. 
and oh. rolling on the ground. And I'm, I'm calling for him. Jack! Jack! Your papa needs you! Papa needs you, Jack! But he's way long gone. He can't hear me. And I'm rolling. I think I, I, think I broke it. Uh, and so I'm on the ground, swearing, trying to get up. And then I'm, I'm nearly halfway in. So I'm thinking, am I going to have to walk back around? And Jack's still at that age where I worry, is somebody going to kidnap him? <laughs> so, Because <laughs> uh, I still got a lot of t- money invested into the kid. I'm hoping that something comes out of him. <laughs> so I think, okay, I'm going to have to walk this off. And, you know, whether I walk back, I'm going to have to walk back up this hill or head down the rest of the way and uh, get back up a more gentle hill. So I decide I'm going to do that. And I'm walking along. Okay. I'm feeling okay. Still hurts like crazy. I feel it throbbing. But I think, okay, I just can kind of walk along, jog along to keep it. Oh, I fall again. I twist. Are you serious? I twist both ankles. <laughs> I'm halfway into this mile and a quarter. There's nothing I can do. I'm thinking there's a pond I could swim across it maybe to get to the other side. I'm hobbled up. Uh, no. <laughs> I tell you, oh my God. If, if it was anybody else, I, I, they would have taken me out. My left ankle swelled swelled up to the size of a baseball, and my right ankle, which which is the second twist, wasn't as bad, but it swelled up, and that went slightly oh, gone man. down. I finally made when we finally got home. Jack's waiting on me. Where where you been? I dunked my feet in ice for an hour and a half, on and off, uh, just to to try to get the swelling down. But I'm not going to go to the hospital to get an X ray because I don't know what I'm going to get there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're able to walk on it, it's probably not broken. Right. And I can wiggle my toes, but it hurts like a mofo. <laughs> and it's all That's why I'm not leaving the house. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> well, except install ceiling fans. Right, right. Well, and I, I dug some holes in the yard. Um, I went up and my brother's up. Uh, at the barn right up the hill. He's working on cleaning it out. So I talked to him from a distance briefly. I did send my my kid up there today. There's some chickens in there. And uh, Rachel wanted to make French toast. So she needed a couple eggs. So I'm, and we were out of eggs. We hard-boiled all of them for Easter. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're like, oh, Wade, go up and get, you know, maybe four or five eggs, whatever we need. So he goes up and he's taking a long time coming back. And I'm like, ah, he's maybe he had to walk over to my, my brother's house and actually get some, maybe they already gathered them. And so I, I take a shower. Like I come out and he's back and, uh, I'm like, Hey, did you get the eggs? He's like, yeah. He's like, I got locked in the chicken coop. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's a little, like, uh, latch that that can fall down if you're in there. It's, like, on a door. And I guess it fell down while he was in there. And I'm like, what happened? He's like, well, Uncle Tim left, and then I got locked in. And I'm like, oh, geez, I I felt so bad. I I should have went up and checked on him because I knew it was taking him a little longer than it should. 
<laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm like, was anybody around? He's like, no, just Foster and and Mickey, which are or Sonny, which are dogs. Oh, no. And I'm like, you should have told them, like Lassie, to go get help. <laughs> but they're not that they're not that bright. <laughs> so how long he told was, in there? He said he was in there about twenty minutes. Oh no. He managed to he managed to, to get out oh. on his own. So okay. good for him. <laughs> did he get the eggs? He did. Thank oh, goodness. Okay. He brought brought six eggs home. Well, and we ate like kings. <laughs> Have, has he been back up to that booth since or the coop since? This was like a couple hours ago. Oh, just today? Fresh off the presses. Yeah, Yeah, this just happened. Mm. So, uh, you know, he he was outside today. That counts as his outdoor time, he said. Uh, Yeah. Oh, poor kid. Yeah, just trying to get these kids outside. You know, they're on their devices and computers, and it's, it's in the 50s today, so it's a nice day, so. Should be out riding his bike or something. Yeah, every day we we ride up on a board, and by we I mean Penny, ride up on a board, uh, chores to do for the day. Uh, so cleaning up around the house, clean your bedroom, clean your bed, whatever it is. Um, and we made the kids have make dinner uh, one night, but it's always go outside for a period of time as well. Uh-huh. For Jack today, that meant go outside and clean up dog poop. <laughs> so okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he was outside. Yeah, he counted that as his outside time. We don't want uh, kids to get a vitamin D deficiency or anything. Not that it's that sunny out here in Ohio. No, we had snow over the weekend. Oh. Did you guys have it too? Yeah, we had the snow all week. It snowed all day on Friday. Yeah. All day long. And there was accumulation too. Yeah, that's just bizarre. Yeah. It was Wade's birthday, so we uh, we had a little parade. Um, we're my family's cars all drove by and uh, <laughs> waved. <laughs> but there's a there's a big event being planned in Richfield, Matt. Oh. Where, uh, there's a local resident turning 100 um, this Friday. And uh, the, he's a, he goes to our church, and they're going to do a parade past his house. And hopefully we'll get a good turnout for that as well. But you can't get out of your car or anything like that. So social distancing, all that stuff. So happy birthday to Bud Wisniewski. Yeah. 100 years old next week. Happy week. birthday. Wow. But you know what? He was yeah. even around when the Spanish flu came through. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was the principal of uh, Brexville High School when we were, uh, when we, well, actually, he was probably not the principal when we were in high school because that was 30 years ago. Yeah. And he would have been 70. So I, he'd probably retired by then. But uh, he he was the principal at Brexville for a long time. Wow. And speaking of, uh, you know, high school, Matt. Sad to announce to anybody who's listening to this from the class of 90, uh, we have decided to cancel the class reunion for this summer. Oh, so That is sad news. 
But on the flip side, I, I haven't got down to a good weight yet, so it's kind of working out for me. Okay. You got, <laughs> you got another year. Good. We're going we're gonna to try to postpone it. I, have you been losing weight because you're not like out going out to eat and stuff? I don't, I don't know what you do for lunch at work. Actually, it's the opposite. I normally don't eat breakfast, and I rarely eat lunch. So being around the house here – it's been I, it's been brutal. You know, a college freshman puts on the freshman fifteen. I've put on the COVID nineteen. <laughs> I I I topped out at over two hundred and seventy pounds again. I went. I was trying to put on some pants, and I went and at your, at your football, uh, uh, your fantasy football thing. I was down to two forty two. So I've put on almost thirty pounds since then. And I said, that is it. I, I haven't seen my feet in quite a while. And uh, whenever I put on my shoes, my head swells up red like a tick. So I've, I, I've uh, decided that that's it. I'm, I'm losing that weight. But it's, it's like Carb City around here. We're baking all our own bread. Now Penny did a, a starter for sourdough, and I just absolutely love sourdough. Um, I started oh. yogurt. Is uh, uh, as, as part of this, uh, just with a yogurt maker. She got that for our, our anniversary, and it's been um, you know. But I have just put on a ton of weight. Well, I've lost weight, Matt. Probably, be, and I do agree with you. There's lots of food around the house. The thing is that uh, I usually go out to eat every day at work. And I'm sure that not eating those those meals is helping me. And I've lost probably 10 pounds wow. in a month. So um, that's good, I guess. Yeah, that is really good. Yeah. The one thing, the, the one thing, um, you know, I, I, miss seeing the, I miss seeing the waiters and waitresses <laughs> <laughs> out in Solon. So I hope everyone's doing well. Um, you know, Matt, here in Richfield, uh, the Tavern of Richfield is reopened. Alicia's Tavern of Richfield, they, they've been working on it for like a year, over a year, probably almost two years, um, you know, totally remodeling. They put millions of dollars into this. She owned a restaurant in uh, North Royalton called Alicia's, Alicia's Place. And then the, when, when this one became available when the building became available they they bought this alicia's tavern of richfield opened this past month right during the middle of all this going on and i feel awful they are doing uh takeout though so if you if you want some good eastern european food um because her her specialty is ukrainian ah i'm, I'm one quarter ukrainian Okay, so, you know, she had a little booth at uh, Community Day with some of her food. Oh, I had like the stuffed cabbage. Halupki. And it was delicious. Uh, so you can go on their website, order food, um, and support all your local businesses, especially the ones here in Richfield. Are, what, um, can, can you rattle off some of the restaurants from Richfield to, that people can oh support? God. Yeah, actually, on Wade's birthday on Friday, after we had that parade, we came back home and we ordered from Kazumel, 
Mexican restaurant here in Richfield. We we got that to go. That that's the first time we've ordered out since uh, this all started happening. But you know, there's Cozumel, there's Whitey's, of course, booze and burgers, uh, Teshner's, the dugout, and Musketeer. Those are kind of the the bars, mm-hmm. I would say. I think I believe all of them are still open. Clearview also right just south of Everett, and then you've got. You know, the huge subway, <laughs> the world's largest subway, and then the mini subway over in that plaza on Wheatley Road. Um, there's also Panda Chinese, Teresa's Pizza, and the Richfield Gourmet Cafe over there. And Z's. I don't know if you know Z's Donuts. No. They're they're right down there. Um, and uh, POC. Pierogies of Cleveland. Uh, yeah, I've had their stuff before. Very good. Oh, Rachel brings home pierogies sometimes from there. Love pierogies. Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, the only other restaurants I think in town are Wendy's and McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably doing okay. Yeah, I imagine. I, I, you just can't go inside, but uh, you can still definitely drive through, and that's probably what's happening there. But support your, your local eateries and I, I just felt bad because you know the the alicia's they've spent all this money getting ready to open and they finally open <laughs> and they can't show it off yet yeah well maybe they can perfect the recipes during this time yeah i've seen some stuff on facebook with with pictures of the interior it looks beautiful once this is all over i'm gonna take rachel up there all right sure. well once this is all over i'll Come back, and I'll take Rachel up there, too. Okay. Oh, there's also a winery down the street from here. I forgot about Michelangelo. Oh, all right. Winery, which is, they, they have a little eating thing in in there, too, a little restaurant. So Are they still serving wine want... there, too? Or I don't know. You know, the only time I've driven by, there's real, really nobody there. So I don't know if they've closed all the way down or not, but I'm sure you can go on their website michelangelo's richfield and find out so i should should have remembered them because their son is on wade's basketball team sorry guys yeah yeah that does make me feel for all the kids that you know are going to be seniors this year they're missing out on all their senior year sporting events and all all the other kids with their senior activities doing capstone art projects or uh community projects or even the proms all seem like it's all going to be canceled for, for all these kids. So that really stinks. I know Revere postponed their prom until late July. Oh, so, so I, have it sounds like, well, it looks like that's the plan, but I saw something where Revere announced their prom is like, it was, it's the same weekend as our class reunion that's been canceled, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so they can, they can put on their prom apparently. I did see that John Krasinski, you know, the guy from The Office, mm-hmm. he threw a virtual prom Friday night for the 2020 seniors. And uh, the Jonas Brothers were on there uh, performing, I guess. So it was supposedly a really good time. I, I'm a huge Office Office fan. I didn't get as well. that prom. <laughs> I, I didn't know about it. Oh. I, <laughs> I would have dug out the the tux. I think it might still fit since I've lost ten pounds. I bet you look dashing. 
I always look dashing in a in a uh, tux. I haven't shaved though in a week and a half, two weeks. You have a so. very full, thick chin of beard, or yeah, chin, <laughs> a chin of chin beard. Of beard. <laughs> <laughs> it's thicker than than the top of my head. I think. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. That's what, that's what I'll have to say about that. But less than your back and shoulder hair. <laughs> Yes, that's always. <laughs> I th- I think uh, you know people who have gone to the beach with me um, do make a habit of pointing that out, which I don't think it's fair necessarily. <laughs> Sasquatch. It, it's that Italian in me. Uh huh. You know, I'm like thirty percent Italian. Mm-hmm. So hey, what, what can I say? I'm no Eugene Levy. <laughs> I don't think he's I don't think he's Italian, but uh, but didn't he always have a lot of body hair? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robin Williams too. It, it looked like he was uh, oh, yeah. smuggling a Yeti in his shirt. <laughs> oh man! So have you? I know I saw you at the end of February. We had a big like University of Toledo alum reunion oh yeah up up in toledo right and that was a blast we went to uh we went to the the rockets ball state basketball game and uh, i think we won yeah it was a a big big victory for the rockets yeah and then we got together for a nice dinner with there were like 30 of us at least maybe even more yeah at least, yeah, I bet you it was between forty and fifty people. Yeah, there was. There were. You're right. There were a lot of people at the restaurant. Um, it was a good, good to see you and Penny and the kids, and then everybody we used to run around with at Toledo. Mm-hmm. It was perfect timing because if we had planned this for late March, it wouldn't have happened. That's true. And you know what else is perfect timing? We we had that dinner on what a Saturday. Or was it a Sunday? Yeah. Saturday. <clears throat> yeah, Saturday night. That Monday, that restaurant closed down. For what? I, I don't know. We were talking with uh, some people that know uh, a, a waiter or a server there. They showed up for, sun, uh, for Monday um, work, closed down. They didn't even know about it. Holy cow. Maybe we ate all the food they had. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody didn't tip well. <laughs> That's where all that 30 pounds came from. Yeah. That you, <laughs> you ate all the food and they couldn't order anymore. Right. Well, as good as that, yeah, close sure. up the doors. Uh, well, well, I'm glad we got together. Uh, and then you were telling me while we were there that you were going to take Jack to a fishing derby? That's right. Yeah. Um, a few weekends later, uh, my nephew, um, Davis, who has a YouTube channel, Fish Fray, F-R-A-Y. Uh, F-R-A-Y. Yep. He's, uh, he goes to college up in Michigan. He's fishing all over the place. And I think this is either the second or third year that he's done this. This is during the Steelhead Spawn Run. And in all the um, rivers uh, in Lake Erie, 
in northern Ohio, they're running with steelhead right now. And um, so, you know, hit or miss, you know, depending on how rainy it's been and uh, what the temperature of the water is, uh, you can catch steelhead. So Jack and I coming in from Toledo started hitting these rivers early morning. Uh, I think it was Friday or Saturday morning. Yeah, Saturday morning coming in and uh, look, trying to catch steelhead. Didn't catch a thing. And it's freezing at this point. In fact, it's so cold that we're having ice form on the tips of our rods as we're casting out. It is, it is miserable. And it's always great to be out, you know, fishing. We're in the um, water. It's the first time we've ever really tried this. So we don't really know what we're doing, to be honest. And, but we're, you know, we're out there in all these different rivers. The what we hit on the way in, it was the, uh, in no particular order <laughs> coming in. <laughs> Uh, the Vermilion, the Black, um, the Sandusky, uh, as, as, we're, as we're coming across, trying to find spots uh, where you could drop a line in and try to catch some of these, but nothing. And, and we're hearing of all the luck that people are having over in the eastern part of the state. Because this, this tournament that my nephew runs is, is uh, just across uh, northern Ohio, just across the state, even going into Pennsylvania. So nothing. So we go home that evening dejected and disappointed and we're crying the blues to my folks. And my dad says, well, you know, uh, on the Chagrin River, I used to fish there with uh, my dad and brothers. We would uh, go fishing, geez, he said, 70 years ago. And he, he said, he just had a great time. I said, did you catch anything? He said, no. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it's a tournament. <laughs> But he said, but it, that was where they, uh, a spot they went on the uh, Chagrin River. It was called, um, oh, geez, Daniels Park is what it was called. Okay. And so um, we take off for the next day. He said, try that. If nothing else, it'll be, it'll be nice. Um, so the next day, it's just slightly warmer. And um, we hook up with my nephew, uh, it's Penny's sister's son. And, um, he says, well, what, we'll go to this spot on the Chagrin River, and um, we'll try our luck there. Lo and behold, it's Daniels Park, the very same spot that my dad, 70 years ago, went fishing with his father and his brothers. And so if nothing else, it feels like we we're completing the circle. And lo and behold, as, as we're there, Jack casts the line, and on his second cast, swing, he, snap, he catches a legitimate catch of his First ever steelhead. Wow. And right it, there on the, on the Chagrin on River. Chagrin River, yep. Uh, in the same park uh, where his grandfather and great-grandfather fished. And for the rest of the day, didn't catch anything. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. That was it. <laughs> so we didn't win the tournament. <laughs> That's up by uh, that's up by Kirtland. It looks like oh, uh, we were near Willoughby. I remember that. Yeah, it was. It's in Willoughby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just just west of of Kirtland. Yeah, that's cool. That you were you at least he caught one. Yeah. Did you catch anything? No, just a cold. <laughs> <laughs> I caught. I actually caught bronchitis. 
And then you're probably, once all this started, you probably are like, did I actually have coronavirus? I'm wondering. But uh, I had had a a cold, and I think I just exasperated it. So, Right. Yeah, but he he was thrilled, and just a a beautiful fish. And uh, it it was uh, just nice to be out and doing that. I think we'll... We'll try to do that again sometime. Now, do you weigh it then? And how do they judge? I mean, how do they tally this up? It was all about length. Okay. Okay. And and there was a written part of the exam too. The fish, you know, they had to score well. <laughs> so you hope you caught a smarter fish who did well on their ACTs. Uh, so, but, so your your nephew. Yep. Runs this fish fray. Yes, he has a YouTube channel. He does. Yes. Okay. And Twitter handle that out. Yeah. Wow. We have a YouTube channel that there isn't anything on it. Oh. <laughs> there will be. I. I'm trying, Matt. I'm working at it. I, I think if anybody can do it, it's you. <laughs> I don't know if anybody would want to watch any anything I have uh, put out there, unless it's. You know, my son stuck in a chicken coop trying to get out. Too bad we don't have didn't have closed circuit TV up there. <laughs> there's probably all kinds of stuff going on. There's there's they probably have about a dozen baby goats next door, um, right up the hill in this barn where he was stuck. Those goats probably were not helping. That's just the feeling I'm getting. Oh, that does stink. But you know that would be. There's everything on these YouTube channels. People opening up presents is a big thing, apparently, or open up mystery boxes. That's a, a big thing that people tune into. Yeah. Uh, speaking of opening up boxes, um, during this lockdown, um, Penny went into the attic and saw that all our boxes of memorabilia, stuff we've moved from house to house to house now, um, are had busted open and we need to clean, clean these cardboard boxes up and all these papers and everything and, and put them into some, you know, plastic totes. So I went up there and I didn't really think I had anything, but I had tons of stuff from, from the past, like, uh, from all the way from elementary school, um, up through college. And I just went through a bunch of this stuff and thought, what am I going to do with this? I mean, it doesn't mean anything to anybody, but me, um, right. I went through it and I pitched a bunch of it. I read a bunch of these letters and I just felt the, the pain of nostalgia of, <laughs> and, you know, just pitched everything, threw it all out and had this feeling of cleanse. But then, you know, that, that whole idea of, uh, of, uh, the past sort of creep back into my head and said, you know, people spend a lot of time writing those letters to you. And that, that was like being on like a, a little time machine, wasn't it, that transported you back and you got to see what you were like and what you were thinking. And and the other voice in my head was going, yeah, but they're very embarrassing. <laughs> they, they are. I have that same box <laughs> in my basement. And recently, here I'm like the opposite of you. So I, I read all those letters. And we used to write a ton of letters in college. Yes, we did. It was like that's that's how you communicate with people in other colleges. Because long and you get like one a week. Yeah. And so what I did, I read all these, and I'm like, boy, I have to save these for posterity. So I ordered like a, um, 
those sleeves that you can document <laughs> sleeves. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so I can clean them all out and put, a, put them in these sleeves and put them in like a binder or something instead of just envelopes full of stuff. Well, I, I, I don't know why, but that's what my the plan in my head was. But you're absolutely right. They're all very embarrassing. There, there's a, a little, you know, a little bit of funny, a little bit of sad, all humiliating, <laughs> you know, in, an undone brain. <laughs> these are the things that people are writing to you. Yes. So imagine what you wrote to them. <laughs> I, that's I came across three letters that I, for whatever reason, never sent. And I used to think of myself as this prolific, profound writer, a great man of letters. And I'm reading these things going, oh, my God, this is awful. Uh, if on the other end, if there are people that still have letters for me that are out there, I am so embarrassed and I am so sorry. <laughs> they were boring. <laughs> they were dull. And they were oh, so <laughs> sad. Please post those to our Facebook page, oh. people. <laughs> but you know what? In, in the end, I will say this, uh, and, and I'm paraphrasing something else here, but uh, in Greek, nostalgia means remembering the pain from an old wound. Oh, my gosh. And reading through these, I did feel that happiness, and I did feel that sadness, and I did feel that sweet, that sweet sadness. And I went out into the bin where I'd thrown everything away and I rifled through it and I pulled all the letters out. <laughs> so I'm not throwing them away. I put them back in this box and I think I'm going to do what you did. Get some of those letter uh, <laughs> and, and save them for who I have no idea. But in 20 years um, in the future, I will uh, get those out and get in my little time machine again and get that same feeling of beautiful sadness and uh, flavored with humiliation. <laughs> you know, when I was digging through there, uh, Matt, I did find, I don't know if you remember this, but, you know, I used to write that newsletter in college, the uh, Right Weird, Right Big. Uh -huh. And in one of my um, newsletters, I had written to the Goody Brush Company <laughs> and... I don't know if you remember this. I remember something like this, yeah. But I had a I had a beautiful hairbrush. When I had hair, this was. This was back in the 90s, the early, early 90s. I did have hair. And I could not find... Th this brush had gone through a lot of use, and I wanted a replacement. So I wrote to Goody, and I found the letter that they wrote back. So uh, this was... January 18th, 1994. <laughs> I was living in Toledo with you on Kendale yeah. uh, Drive or whatever in our apartment. <laughs> and and it says, Dear Mr. Luther, we apologize for the, for the delay. Thank you very much for your letter about our number 8220 anti-static salon style vented blow styling brush. We are very sorry that you haven't been able to locate this item and certainly appreciate all your efforts. However, we must tell you that this item is discontinued from our line and that there are none left in our inventory. Please be re 
please be assured, though, your comments are being sent to our marketing people for review. Old favorites do come back from time to time, especially when we hear from loyal custom co consumers. In the meantime, we are enclosing a similar ace brush as our special way of saying thanks for all your efforts. Woo! And they sent me, they'd sent me a, 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 another brush that was similar. Um, and it goes on for over four generations, consumers of all ages from preteen to adults have trusted, looked for, and bought goodie products for themselves and their families. We hope when you are shopping again, you'll look for and choose a goodie product. There is a difference, and goodie is the only recognized name in the industry. Sincerely, Helen J. Kubowitz, Consumer Relations. And uh, I, maybe I'll put this letter on, on our page. <laughs> I, should, I should see if I could... Uh, Maybe get some good press from Goody, and maybe they'll send me another brush. <laughs> not, not that I, can't wait. <laughs> I, I think I still have this one that they sent me in 1994. <laughs> soon after, because in 1995 you didn't need it anymore. <laughs> Happened like well, I will. Definitely, I'll definitely frame uh, this letter and put it in one of those documents. <laughs> Document of protectors, because that's important. That is <laughs> your first foray into consumer affairs. That's uh, afterwards. I I did find another letter. I letter that I wrote to uh, the Keebler company. <laughs> they they used to make Tato skins. Remember those Tato skins? Sure, I do. Tato, Tato skins. They came in a bag. Surely, I do. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I was eating a bag of those Tato skins once, uh, at work and I found a hair in the bag <laughs> and I wrote to them and I said, I, I taped the hair to the letter that I had found. Wait a minute. Was this between 94 and 95? Cause it could have been your hair falling out. <laughs> no, this was long and it was, it was like red. It could have been from being in the bag of Tato skins. Oh, sure. And I. I asked them if one of their elves had lost a hair. <laughs> they wrote back. I, I found that letter. I don't have a copy of it in front of me, but they just gave me coupons for a free bag. And I'm like, well, why do I want to buy another bag of this if there just might be another hair in it? Great question. But they already knew that they had you potentially as a customer, and it's probably... They a lot easier to uh, keep an existing customer happy than to try to attract a new customer. That's, that's true. Cause I'm sure I use the coupon. <laughs> anyway. Well, Matt, we're, we're probably at that time. All right. Glad, it sounds like you guys are doing well. We got sourdough. We got yogurt. We got uh, our own bread. We got puffy ankles. Yeah, we're doing all right. I'm glad you got yeah, same. right. Happy birthday to Wade. Yeah. We're going to have to start mowing the lawn here pretty soon. Yep. Get the kids outside a little more. Get a lot of door handle on the inside of the chicken coop. Yeah, exactly. Well, Tim Tim is thinking about moving all the chickens to the upper deck of this chicken house. So we're not going to have this, this issue anymore, it, it sounds like. So uh, excited about that. Um, anyway, 
Well, sorry it took us so long to have get another episode out there. We we actually tried a couple months ago, but it turned out to be a very dry episode. <laughs> Not that this is uh, really juicy, but um, we'll, we'll we'll try. We're trying. Yeah, maybe we could put that one out there for uh, like premium for the for the listeners that pay. Yeah, pay for the pain <laughs> for the masochist that was our, our group. <laughs> That's our warm-up for our, our October uh, 2020 Ritual Historical Society appearance. So if you guys are, are looking for something to do, we will be back. Uh, hopefully, as long as everything's kind of calmed down, we'll be back at the Historical Society doing another presentation. So it's on the, the roads of Richfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our, our previous... Did so well. Um, we got fifty uh, percent of the gate and a hundred percent of the merch. <laughs> I think the the roads episode, like I said, trying to explain roads on a podcast is a little tough. It, it should be a little interactive with maps and stuff. So uh, that's what that's what we're kind of going for uh, when we when we have our presentation. So. If I can think of a way to make maps more more ex- describable on a audio podcast, I'll, I'll let you know and we'll get back to it. But see, that could go on your YouTube channel right there, Scott. Right there, I'm hey, getting, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working ideas. on ideas. So you can find us on uh, Facebook. Just search for South Richfield uh, or on Twitter at South Richfield. And as always, send us your your comments, thoughts, uh, good recipes for other types of bread besides sourdough at uh, southrichfieldgmail.com. Matt, we didn't even get to your cocktail. That's all right. I've I've been trying a couple out, and uh, I'll, I'll have one ready for our next episode. All right, all right. We can put that out on on, on the page. Um, also. Please subscribe to this podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes. I got us on Google Google Podcast also, Matt. Just so just so you know. And of course, we're, we're hosted on Podbean, so you can find us out there a lot of different spots. And don't forget to give us those five star ratings because it does help us get the South Richfield message out there. Right, whatever that is, whatever that might be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for. Uh, for Matt and everybody here in the wonderful South Richfield area. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.